Blog Talk Radio. Junkies, you know. 
for functional junkies, which doesn't make it any different. I mean, like, because the guy that just died, you know, Matthew Perry, this man was getting $20 million a year in residuals, you know, because they were making so much money from the beginning with that show. It was up to like a million dollar episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, the five people on that show are very rich. They just don't talk about it, you know? And I think the one that's the quietest is that guy named uh, Schwimmer or something. Schwimmer. Oh, yeah, David Schwimmer. Yeah, he, he don't say anything about nothing. He just got a ton of money. And the one that died, Perry, he died. And did you see the, the picture of his hot tub from an aerial view? Mm-hmm. Where it was just unbelievable. You know, he lived in a $6 million house. That was just, you know, but every time you saw him on interviews, he just looked at a mess. They showed a reunion of it with the other guys, and they looked at all apprehensive because he was talking all out of the way. And, you know, he was one that, you know, the one that's usually on drugs has the most, like, you know, the conversation is really off the chain, you know, but the other ones try to deal with, yeah, we're all, we're all family. We all love each other when deep down inside, they know the real deal. And, but the question is, you know, what do you think about these these rich rich people in Hollywood that are functional junkies? Every day they're just straight junkies and you know, I mean Britney Spears and all these people and what do you think about that? Uh, I'm gonna go to Kettle first because oh, he's the entertainment reporter. Oh, it's all good. Um, All right. So what you it's think, interesting Kevin? that you're talking about this subject because I hate to say it, but uh, Britney Spears, um, prime example, she she needs some help. She's calling out for help, and it's like nobody's yeah. giving her help. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the mother dynamic. I don't understand the sister dynamic. Like they just um, pulling away from her. And why in the hell would they give this responsibility to a father? And he is a father. So he, mm-hmm. you know, he must have had some some good lawyers to give him that. Um, uh, what do you call it? The the um, that, uh, not the courtship, but the um, you know, uh, yeah, the control of her what money. Yeah, I forgot. But yeah, why would they give him control of her money for, for so long? Somebody had to have a hand in that. I just don't understand it. Um, but then too, this latest person, Perry. I really think he committed suicide. That's just my personal opinion. He had been shown in the um, hot tub a week before, and all of a sudden you're in a hot tub, but you told your assistant to go to the store to get you something. He didn't want that man to see him do what he was going to do. I think the man was tired. He he just wanted to go from this earth. You know. Yeah, he had so many operations. Why? I just think it's going to be swept underneath the rug. I, 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 you know, they claim they didn't find any That's drugs, but, you know, I think it's just going to be swept underneath the rug. And I'll get into my Hollywood wrap-up, but I'm going to talk a little bit about him as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I think Kevin just hit on something with that, because you mentioned uh, Robin Williams. Now, yeah. Robin Williams had a long laundry list of issues Mm-hmm. And at first, when he died, it seemed like they were trying to just keep it hush-hush. And then, what, a, a couple months or so? Well, I'll just say after the fact. Then they came out with, oh, well, he's had all these issues with drugs and this and that. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, you know what? Which if was that's the main what issue it was, from the beginning. But my point is, if that's what it is, then just say so, because the right. man is gone. And it was the if 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 it was the drugs that take these folks out, then be honest about it. Yeah. Maybe the truth will help somebody else. You better believe it will. But they keep on trying to put stuff under the rug and act like, oh, it was an accident or, oh, it was this and that. But you then after the fact, the truth comes out because it's going to come out. You're not going to be able to keep all this information. Um, and another one that comes to mind is Twitch. Yeah. What really mm-hmm. happened to mm-hmm. Twitch? Yeah, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. the brother just... And in a hotel. Yeah. In a cheap hotel. Why would this man leave his home and a loving wife mm-hmm. and go to some cheap Working motel? Working for Ellen, no less. Yeah. Go to a cheap motel. Cheap hotel. Check in and then take your own life and not leave yeah. any kind of, you know, it's like that. it just doesn't even add up. No, it doesn't. So mm-hmm. then they all start mm-hmm. talking about, well, you know, it's mental health and this. Yeah. I'm like, well, somebody should have seen it. Yeah. Because as mm-hmm. close as he and his wife Allison were and everything they were doing together, I don't understand how Allison didn't see something. How did Ellen not see something? How did mm-hmm. somebody not see mm-hmm. something? That's why that's where the word that's where the word functional junkie comes into play. Because people got so much money that they could function normal, but the body don't forget. You know? Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. Once you put that in your system, your lungs ain't nothing but regular lungs. You could be a superstar. You could be somebody like Prince, for example. Michael Jackson. You know, you, you still got lungs like everybody else. Same old lungs. And just same just, organs. Same organs. Yeah. And you abuse them, it's not going to, but it seems like the more powerful the people are in the entertainment world or the acting world, they try to sugarcoat it to almost like, oh, yeah, they died of natural causes today and blah, blah, blah. there's no foul play, no foul play. And how are you going to say no foul play the first thing you report to death on the guy, Matthew Perry? They yeah. say, yeah, Matthew Perry was found dead in this hot tub. Well, they said it was yeah, no and foul play. heart attack. And no foul play. Right, I mean, how you just have a heart attack? I mean, granted, that could happen, but it just, I don't know. I think sometimes they're so busy trying to preserve the legacy mm-hmm. of these folks oh, yeah. that they don't want to put the truth out. Right. They don't want to the truth out. tarnish their reputation. I think that's right. the bottom line. You but know, the people, I mean, everybody knows. Right, but everybody knows he had, um, uh, uh, you know, drug oh, abuse. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. His closest friends, they knew that guy was strung out. And a lot of them probably mm-hmm. saw him at his worst point, you know? He had been in rehab 15 times. $9 million he spent. 15 times. Operations. They said it was 15 times before he finally got sober. Mm-hmm. That's what was said. I think, I think the I think the man was just tired. He was just tired of, of first of all his image trying to you know keep up his image. Second of all, if you're an addict, you're an addict. If you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. But mm-hmm. you know that that couldn't come out because it, it would have continued. It just ate him up. I think that's what the bottom line was. So he yeah. said, "Okay, I got to get up out of here." So don't leave don't but, don't but leave out the other be, one too. Mm-hmm. Who was that? Uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, that's she died hard oh, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. They yeah. said her they yeah. said her bowels blew out or something. Oh, I was gosh. Like, the fuck? She says, it, it, I think it was just too much pressure for her to be who she was and um, to try to maintain. Yeah, but she yeah, still, it's, it's yeah, but it was still drugs there. Yeah, yeah it was still mm-hmm. drugs. Oh, it sure. wasn't, you know. But I agree. I think mm-hmm. the pressure of being Elvis's daughter was just, mm-hmm. she she allowed the pressure to just wear her down. Yeah, but everybody is not made for all this. These drugs they take and their body's not made for it. Just like a lot of people that, body people that, that, that smoke it. cigarettes and all. You got some people that can smoke their ass off, but then you get some people smoke and they got lung cancer in five minutes. So stuff mm-hmm. hits people in different ways, you know. So that's true. Okay. That's true. Anyway. Well, that's a good conversation, but I'm going to roll the ball on down the lane, and we're going to get to the wrap up. I mean, not to wrap up. What's it called? The rundown. My bad. The <laughs> wrapping up already? <laughs> Cheers to November. All right. Let's uh-huh. get to... Put that glass down. Get, girl, don't start with me. Let's get to <laughs> the rundown for tonight. Yes, what you got for us tonight, Kendall? All right. Um, Sam Bankston, fried found guilty in fraud of conspiracy trial. Never heard of him. Also, former Memphis cop pleads guilty in um, the Tyree Nichols murder. And also, UAH members approved contract at Ford Plant. Our cocktail of the week, I got a good one. Keep us nice and uh, warm. What's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, our weird news, of course. We have to lighten it up. Dime Steph uh, leaves for facing federal charges. Also, Florida man cited for booty patrol uh, truck, and a woman forced to visit emergency room after a sticky situation. I'm just saying with red wine. What about the fundamentals? Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap up. The kitchen list and the last word. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with info. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Nazi Cranberry Juice. And one of my favorites, huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the Kettle Orange Vodka, Lime Juice, and Ginger Beer. There are so many to choose from on the ABAJAMAPARTY.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are, along with pictures of the drink. They know
All right, welcome back to John Player One. Who's Papa DJ? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Some swat, darling. So it's time to go in focus, and I'm going to jump in first. I want to talk about that curly-haired boy. They finally found him guilty, guilty, guilty. A jury has found FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried guilty on all charges in his federal fraud and conspiracy trial. Uh, The jury deliberated for a little over four hours before reaching a verdict on Thursday, yesterday. Bankman Free Fried, he's 31 years old. That dude sat there motionless at the defense table in an ill-fitting gray suit. He was made to stand and face the jury uh, for the reading, and he stood there showing no emotion at all. He was charged with seven counts of fraud, conspiracy, money laundering, in what uh, federal prosecutors have described as one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. Now, he was accused of using customer deposits on the crypto trading platform called FTX to cover losses on his hedge fund, pay off loans, and buy lavish real estate, among other personal expenses. He stood up there and pleaded not guilty to all counts. Now, with this conviction on all these charges, he could face a sentence of up to 110 years in prison. Sentencing is scheduled for March 28th of next year. Now, with his head held down, Bankman Freed appeared overcome with emotion as he stood between his lawyers that were trying to comfort him. He nodded slightly as his defense attorneys, Mark Cohen and Prince Everdell, spoke quietly in his ear. I guess they were trying to ease the pain somewhat. Uh, But Cohen, one of his attorneys, said that Bankman Freed maintains his innocence and will continue to vigorously, vigorously fight the charges against him. Now, the U.S. attorney, Damian Williams, said that the verdict sends a message to every single fraudster out here who thinks that they are untouchable. Uh, The judge, Judge Kaplan, said a second trial of counts that had been severed is currently scheduled for March 11th of 2024. Now, this guy, Bankman Freed, stepped down from his role at FTX back in November of last year amid the rapid collapse of the company that ended with the company that was once valued, get this, at $32 billion That when it was at its peak. And then he declared bankruptcy for the company. Now, the prosecutors charged Bankman Freed uh, the following month with an array of alleged crimes that were focused on a scheme to defraud the investors. And that's basically what he did. This guy, he's 31. So this stuff happened prior to him being 31. He was so young, and they they came across, or he came across, like he was such a financial wizard, and he talked the right talk, convinced people to invest all this money in this crypto uh, company, FTX, but then he was taking the money and then doing other stuff, buying expensive stuff, personal things, you know, doing what he wanted to do. Now, while testifying on his own defense, 
Bankman Free conceded that, uh, yeah, I made some mistakes, but I didn't commit any frauds. Like, dude, yes, you did. So he also testified that he only learned two months before the company collapsed into bankruptcy that one of their other companies, they had a, I guess it was like a offshoot company or something, a company called Alameda. He said he only learned two months prior to the bankruptcy that Alameda had spent $8 billion of FTX customer funds. Now, his ex-girlfriend, if you remember seeing her in the news, uh, Caroline Ellison, she is the former co-chief executive of Alameda. And like I said, Bankman's ex-girlfriend, she previously pleaded guilty to criminal charges and testified, uh, you know, cooperating and stuff with the prosecutors. She said that she committed fraud with Bankman Freed at his direction. But yet he's trying to act like, I didn't know, I didn't know, you know, what the other Alameda company was doing and all of that. His ex-girlfriend testified that Bankman Freed believed in utilitarianism and he thought that rules against lying and stealing inhibited his ability to maximize the greatest benefit for the most people. What the heck does that even mean? You think that it's cool to lie and cheat and steal because that's going to maximize benefit to the most people? This dude should have never been in charge of anybody's money. Uh, the other guy who's a co-founder of FTX, Gary Wang, also admitted to committing wire fraud, securities fraud, commodities fraud, with other people, including Bankman Freed, during the testimony. And Wang agreed to testify under an agreement with the government after previously pleading guilty to fraud charges. So all the people around him are saying, yes, we were wrong, we're pleading guilty, and, and Bankman Freed, this young curly-haired dude, he was in on it all. But he got up on the stand and was acting like, I didn't know, it wasn't. I wasn't trying to, you know, uh, beat anybody out of their money. You're lying. You knew exactly what you were doing. Anytime you take investors' money, they're investing in the cryptocurrency in the company. You're going to take their money and say, for example, go buy a boat? You know exactly what you were doing. I hope he gets 110 years in prison. <laughs> Because he's full of crap. Okay. All right. That's my end focus. Yeah, that hairstyle is kind of weird, too. Yeah. It's almost like a white version of a curly bush. (laughs) Sounds crazy. I wouldn't even disrespect a bush like that. I mean, well, that's what it looks like. I said a white version of it. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, all right, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, uh, let's see, Cattle, you're up next. What's your in focus for tonight? Um, we're going to go backwards a little bit. Um, finally uh, getting some convictions on this uh, Tyree Nichols uh, case, former Memphis police officer. 
he was accused of the death of the Tyree Nichols, um, pleaded guilty. I mean, he's pleading guilty for a reason. And I go along with the story. One of the five former Memphis police officers accused in the January death of Tyree Nichols pleaded guilty uh, to federal charges and agreed to plead guilty to related state charges as well um, as part of a plea deal with the prosecutor. Uh, Desmond Mills Jr., 33, pleaded guilty to two of the four federal charges he was facing. Um, he also agreed to plead guilty to the state court at an upcoming hearing on charges related to Nicholson's death. Wow, taking a lot. Um, this is only one of the five uh, gentlemen that were involved in um, the particular incident. Mills pleaded guilty to civil rights and conspiracy charges, uh, which um, included um, using excessive force and failing to intervene. Part of the agreement, he will be called, this is a plea deal, to testify against the other defendants. Um, he also um, agreed to fully cooperate in the federal civil rights investigation into uh, patterns and practices of the Memphis Police Department. So they get ready to bust some stuff wide open. Um, yeah. Also, Mills agreed to have both his state and federal cases resolved um, in exchange for his corporation. Uh, in the cases of four fellow ex-officers. Um, yes, his cooperation will help us bring to justice all those criminally responsible while also identifying needs for systematic reform within the police department. So, um, yeah, he's the first one. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. He's going to bust wide open a whole lot of stuff going on in his Memphis, Memphis department, police department. And that guy is a black man. All of them are black. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's supposed to do 15, but probably going to do less because he's, you know, talking against the other um, people and he's um, opening, you know, wide open the Memphis Police Department. What's going on with that? So. Mm. They say everything starts at the top, so. I guess they're going to the top. It, it wouldn't surprise me if some people start uh, quitting or leaving or, you know, uh, they want they don't want to get investigated. So we'll see. We'll follow it. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. all right. I hope that family finally gets some kind of closure. I agree. Yeah. I guess Mr. Crump, I guess he was on this case, if I'm not mistaken. He was, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and what case you didn't, Alexander? You too fine over there, Papa. What, what, what you say? You, you say they move in the right direction with this? But as far as the uh, plea and all that, Jay? Right, right. Using him to get to the other one, to the big weeds? Uh, well, I, you know, when I saw that, you know, you have to think of a lot of aspects. When people plead guilty, you mm-hmm. it, it's I was gonna talk about that uh later on too on living for the city thing on uh a guilty plea and what it's all about. But the one thing that, that I, I I uh assess from that there is that after a while people start looking at their own situation. And, you know, you even though you got together with these four guys and y'all, you know, you're kicking the dog shit out of this man unauthorized and he ends up dying. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at yourself now as an individual. 
you go back to being an individual. You thought you had a group and a coalition and everything, and then the people up top from that organization, they cutting you all loose, you know, because first thing you get, you got fired. So once you get fired, now you're disconnected from the company. So now you're back on your own again. And then you got to look at your age and see, okay, if I plead guilty, now this guy, they said he's going to get like 15 years maybe. So I don't know if his age is anywhere on your, on your paperwork, how old he is. But you look at 33, right. So 15 years, but now good behavior. And once people forget about him and he goes in there as a police officer, ex-police officer in jail, 15 years could turn mm-hmm. into about seven with good behavior. And what's mm-hmm. seven and 33? That's 40. 40. Mm-hmm. And he's walking out of jail, and he got his life back and everything else. And the story done moved on. He's hoping that the family done moved on with the death, and he can, again, begin to be a somewhat undercover citizen. So people mm-hmm. start looking at their own situation, but like you said, they want them to throw people under the bus. I don't think, with the video of that particular situation, I don't think nobody has to help the police do anything. That's all pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And the sensationalism of it is going to speak for itself anyway. So he just wanted to save the state some money and say, look, I'm going in. I'm a cop. They're going to protect me in some respect. I'm not going to be an average average uh, prisoner. I'm going to be a ex-cop prisoner. So... I'm sure there will be some privilege, but by 40 years old, he's going to be walking out of there, at least to a halfway house anyway. So, And like you said, we saw it on the video. So you can't very well say, it wasn't right. me, I wasn't there, I didn't do it. You, he can't lean on and if, any and of And if that. everybody's against you at that time, pleading guilty is the best thing, just like the, the people did with that case in Georgia. It seemed like the only one not taking his case as serious is Donald Trump. Everybody else is pleading guilty and all that stuff, and Trump acting like he's going to just play. I, I'm going to play it, see what happens. I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it. You know, once I get elected president, then I can, you know. But what if you don't, you know? Go to jail. Wear a jumpsuit. No, he ain't going to never go to jail. One thing you can get on him is embarrassment. Lock him humiliation. up. Lock him up. All right. We'll keep it moving. Uh, over to you, Papa D. What's your in focus tonight? Oh, I didn't do my talking already. I'll come back. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. No. Oh, okay. All right. Um, what you got? This is about the strike. And, you know, one thing I always say, and I, I quote my father a lot on a lot of things, because he was a real smart man. And he spoke on things, you know, directly. And you hear it, and they're just talking and preaching but then you begin to understand later on down the line. And one thing my pop told me, he said that once you strike, just like the strike in Hollywood and this strike and all that stuff with the with the autos, once you, once you strike, you can't make that money up anymore, you know? Because if you look up and they've been striking for like three months, that's three months of paychecks that are lost. They're never going to be returned. That's the sacrifice of... of um, Mm-hmm. Of striking, you don't get that money back. The people now in Hollywood, when they come back, they starting from scratch. No matter how big the, this was, and unless they get us some kind of residuals or something, which I doubt in most cases. But you can't make that money back. That's a year and a half gone. I mean, six months 
a year gone where you had to make all kind of other provisions, your lifestyle. I mean, if your financial lifestyle is jeopardized, that could be some real tragic shit, you know, quiet as kept. That's true. It could be some real. If you sitting and sitting in front of that computer every month and doing your bills on a routine basis, and all of a sudden that money stopped. Anyway, let's get to the story. This was the UAW members at the uh, the first plant that uh, went on strike. They overwhelmingly approved the new contract, okay. only because it was you know it was pretty lucrative, and also they were ready to get back to work. You know. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do nothing too soon and be humiliating, but after a while, you can't stress them for so. And I think they paid them like five hundred dollars a week. That's some kind of agreement they got now in the current contract. But you know, <clears throat> but uh, all the workers at the Ford factory, the one on strike, has voted overwhelmingly in favor of the uh, tentative contract agreement reached with the company. Now, this is Ford we're talking about. Members of Local 900 at the uh, Michigan Assembly Plant in Wayne, Michigan, okay, which is west of Detroit. All that stuff used to go down with Detroit, and now they're doing it with, you know, plastic and stuff arriving, however, Amazon or whatever, whatever. But back in the day, we were all kind of metal factories and trains and stuff being shipped all over Indiana to Detroit to Michigan. to It was off the chain. But now everybody is just, I don't know. I don't know how the hell they're making, what they're making these cars out of. I don't know. But now they're saying that uh, 82% of the people voted for it. And there was a total of 3,097 workers that voted in favor and 663 voted against it. So there was 600, people still against the contract. But voters want to strike at the assembly plant on September 15th, Okay. That's October, damn near November 15th, all right? That's two months, depending on how you get paid, bi-weekly. You know, you didn't miss about four or six paychecks, you know? And um, so getting all this together, now they're still waiting for this other Jeep. Jeep, they changed their name to, uh, what is it, stuff, Solantis? Oh, is that what they did? Yeah, Solantis is, is the, the makers of Jeep now. If you hear them talking on TV about General Motors, Ford, and Solantis. Solantis used to be uh, Jeep and Chrysler, but now it's called Solantis, uh-huh. S-T-E-L-L-A-N-T-I-S. So the deal with all three companies are generally the same, you know, although there are some differences, all, all giving workers 25%. General pay raises with 11% upon uh, ratification, all right? So 25% over four years, I believe, and uh, 11% off the top. So that's 11% more based on your pay, how much is 11% of how much you're making annually, mm-hmm. and then raise up whatever. So with the cost of living raises, will exceed 30% by the time the contract ends. And uh, now that contract only goes till April 30th, 2028. All right, so they got about a little over four years. So uh, Fan, let's just say Fran and Vice President Rich Boyer told workers on an online presentation that the union strike got every last dime possible out of out of uh, this other company called Stellantis. Because all these companies are doing well. I mean, I'll talk about that later, too. The price of cars nowadays are ridiculous. Mm. And cars are but not now even... we know why. Cars are not even, let's see, cars are not even made out of the 
material that would warrant that kind of price. There's no big old metal bumper on it like it was on your Cadillacs back in the day. But what you just said, what people are getting paid, you know, by the time you finish paying folk and I'm sure they're getting all kind of benefits. Well, everybody now wants to be part. I think the world, and I'll speak on this later as well, the world, people want to stop looking at their bosses making so much damn money. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone in every institution on the yeah. railroad, everywhere else. That was the issue you know, in Hollywood. People so are like, ahead. yo, they're looking at these people. These people pulling up in, their bosses pulling up in Bentleys and Teslas and everybody's living in, on the Hollywood Hills. And, and they weren't even caring about how good actors were. And then actors get together and had their little get-togethers at the little award shows and everything. And, you know, the companies don't care about that. That's something that they put together for themselves to get their own awards. And they just finally realized, I'm like, yo, man, what? we got people watching our stuff dedicated. Hell, I would sit there every Wednesday and watch Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, uh, Chicago PD, dedicated, you know, every Wednesday. And the people ain't making half as much money as the people putting out the – because they're getting paid directly from the advertisers and all that. Big money, you know. So, anyway, so we'll see what happens with this uh, contract with the cars and all. So they need to lower the prices on them damn cars. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, but how are they going to lower the prices if they just agree to pay the workers? Yeah, you know? but don't blame it on the workers. They got I'm money. I'm not blaming them. I'm saying if you're going to pay people more money, you're not going to be able to lower the prices. No. You that, can't do I both. Think, I don't think that the people, I don't think that the people's pay got anything to do with the price of them cars. There's other money to be made, believe I just me. said you're not going to be able to lower. You're not going to be able to just effectively lower the price if you agree well, then why don't to you, pay people more money. Well, why don't you agree to take some money from some of them executives? There's, there's where the issue is. You know? I'm saying you can't say I'm going to lower the price of the cars, but I'm going to pay people more money. The problem is up at the top level. Exactly. That's where the money Because these executives first. are getting all these crazy bonuses for mm. doing virtually nothing just for being the head of a department. They're getting all kind of like $10,000 a month bonuses and fifty thousand, you know, crazy money. And then the people who are actually doing the work are like saying, we need to be better compensated. And I go back to the Hollywood strike. That's what the issue was. These executives in Hollywood are making ridiculous, stupid money, and you don't want to pay the actors, the stagehands, the the cinematographers, the stage, you know, the 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 costume folk. They don't want to give them a piece of the pie. They want them to just get the crumbs from the pie, and they want like a big percentage, and that's not right. It's not right. I just feel like if you want a big chunk of the pie, then do a big chunk of the work. How about that? If you want to be equitable, then do the work in accordance to what what it is you're trying to get. Because whoever is doing the bulk of the work should be getting the bulk of the money. But that's not the way capitalism works. But I'm going to get off my soapbox because that stuff pisses me off but anyway uh we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with a cocktail of the week kettle said she got a good one for us and uh we're gonna need that so uh on the other side of the break (laughs) 
It's cocktail of the week on the Pajama Party. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday nights live at the Pajama Party adult online radio talk show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kitchen list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call it room service. All right, welcome back to the John Party One with Papa Didi. I'm uh, here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's now time for the Cocktail of the Week. We with Kettle. What you got for us this week, Kettle? I know it's a good one. Thank you for the introduction, Ms. Red Wine. <laughs> oh, you are right. very welcome. Mm-hmm. We're going to warm you guys up uh, because it's, it's Hey, November is truly here. Been here for the last three days. Um, it's called the Gray Day Toddy, the classic hot toddy elevated. Uh, in this version, Martel Blue Swift complexity comes to the fore combined with creamy tea flavor. Okay. So Martel Blue Swift, I'm quite sure Papa Didi knows all about this. Um, 1.5 um, parts, um, also uh, one part of bitters, and of course we have to have the Earl Grey tea, of course hot, four parts of that, and uh, a little uh, splash of vanilla syrup as well, and uh, cream or non-dairy mixer, and that's going to go in a, a mug uh, or glass for mug or Irish coffee glass, whatever you want to choose. Um, and that's it. That is the gray day toddy. So we need something nice and hot. Um, with a splash of uh, Martell in it, of course. It's too warm as up for uh, these past few days. So Earl, the gray day toddy. Gray day toddy? Okay. That's what it's called. I gray like it. Mm-hmm. And you serve it in a mug? Yes, you do. Like you're drinking tea, but, you know, you're going to mix the Martell Swift, of course. Like I said, I know Papa knows all about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. good. All right. Thank you, Kettle, for that one. Martell is some good stuff. Uh-huh. Great. Day, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. That'll warm you up on a cold fall night. I like their nice mm-hmm. round bottles. Yeah. Okay. It's nice. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, Papa Didi, it's uh, over to you for what's popping. What's popping, Papa Didi? You know, um, I just want to talk again about those uh, cars that we were speaking on earlier. 
I mean, the price of cars nowadays is just just ridiculous. I mean, you look at a car and you you see something and you go home and you pull it up and all and even when you go in that particular group like the uh, Hyundai uh, uh, Passat or different different whatever whatever you see, especially the big SUV types. And this is keeping it mediocre. Hyundai and Chevy and, and Toyota SUVs and all. But man, once you jump over to Lexus or my dream car, the uh, SUV Genesis, man, them, them prices are, they're ridiculous. You don't know where to begin, you know? You say to yourself, you're looking at stuff, stuff is starting at, Sometimes you pull up a dealership and they've got all these cars. You can have 12 different cars that are on the lot. And then they got different grades of them. You know, they got the Limited and the Pro-Line. And the, you know what I mean? You got to, Nobody wants the Basic because Basic doesn't offer stuff. Then you got like a Limited and you got maybe lights on your rear view mirror and things like that. Or you got the push button doors to open. Every, every car that has its own little title has its own features. And if you spend all that money anyway, you don't want to go too cheap because you say, damn, why not spend 42000 and got basic stuff when I could have went on to 48000 only 6000 more, but we're talking 48000 you know? A lot of money. Yeah, and then they're going to give you, you know, nowadays they're probably stretching to 10 years, but banks don't even want to see you, see you coming. They're scared to death of you, you know? Like this joke trying to then you a lot of people don't bring a lot of money down to offset the price because the dealership they're crooks anyway, they're gonna try to get you with the underbody and extended warranty and all this crap that, you know, trumping up all the charges, next you know that's thrown on there. Oh, you got the lifetime protection on the wheels. Cause now it's the new car and you kinda of feel like you gotta protected all the way around. So you did you did more stuff now at the end of the deal. You're not even putting in different rooms when you're about to buy a car. By the time you go to the last room where the, oh, okay, well, we're going to let you talk to Bill for a minute. Bill's going to talk to you about the undercoating underneath the bottom of the car, the tires, insuring your new tires, insuring your this or that, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you just get gullible enough because you just want to protect your new little car you got, you're going to spend like $10,000 on the back end, you know? Have you negotiated the car with all that crap with your credit, try to find a financial institution, now they got the nerve to sit you down in another area of the car dealership and try to sell you part two of that shit. Extended warranty, warranty on the wheels, put an underbody coating on there for anti-corrosion, and yada, yada, yada. you taking all that because you just love your new car. You got a bright red, beautiful Honda Santa Fe. It's got all the bells and whistles. Nice, pretty red joint. And you done, now you done like, now you got left with uh, $28,000 to pay over six years. Car note 570. <whistles> then you call the insurance company and say you need full coverage. All right? Now your insurance is dropping up 250. 
So you got five seventy two fifty. So that's damn near. Oh my God, seven hundred eighty dollars a month. You paying just to drive and insure that vehicle. Oh and people God. are doing it every day. If you're not leasing, but people are riding around in these nice cars, they tell them they're paying the hell of a new. But what are you gonna do? Ooh, that is too much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I just want to say that there that uh, the price of cars nowadays has gotten completely ridiculous. When you look at it and break it down, and you try to look and you look and you trying to find something on the lot that's in your... You want a car that has good features, but still in the 30s. You don't want to hop over to... Once you go 40000 shit, you locked in like a monkey. You done. You know what I mean? Mm. All right, now. So I'm going to leave that alone. Ooh. Okay. I don't even want to think about yeah. buying a car. Get off the soapbox. Oof. Yeah, it's, looking at cars nowadays on online is ridiculous. Mm. That is too much for me. You look in the next, you realize you realize your last name ain't Drysdale Ooh. or Clampett. So. Oh my gosh, that's a scary thought. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with uh, the weird news on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914 803 4306. I'm right here on WBJT Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here they come. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Hi, welcome back to John Boy. I wonder who's Papa Dean. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir, bonsoir. Oh, it's now time for the weird news. And we got some weird ones for you tonight. And Kettle is in the first position. Kettle, what you got for us tonight in the weird news? Okay. Let me see if I can understand this crazy weird news here. Um, Dom Steph leaves four facing federal charges. Federal authorities have released more details and unsealed charges in the theft of more than two million dimes earlier this year from a tractor trailer that it picked up the uh, coins from the U.S. Mint in Philly. Interesting. The truck driver was bound uh, for Miami and he pulled into a parking lot to sleep uh, during the night. Thieves made off with a portion of the cargo of $750,000 in dimes. Wow. Shipment weighing That's about tons. Thousands of coins were left scattered all over the lot in Northeast Philly. Philadelphia Inquiry reports that the prosecutors believe the theft, which they now say totaled 234,500 stolen dimes, 
was part of a spree of robberies from tractor trailers passing through the region that also netted the thieves frozen crab legs, shrimp, meat, beer, and liquor. Wow, they still a whole lot. Wow. Uh, Texas going to say at the time that the surveillance video shows six men dressed in gray hoodies and armed with bolt cutters approaching the truck in the middle of the night and breaking into it, then loading the coins into small bags and into a waving truck. The incident unsealed uh, Friday alleges that after the theft, thousands of dimes were converted into cash, coin machines in Maryland, or through deposits uh, to at least four different suburban Philadelphia banks. Four Philadelphia men, 25-old uh, Rakeem Savage, 31-year-old Ronald Bird, 30-year-old Hanif Palmer, and 32-year-old uh, Malik Palmer face conspiracy, robbery, theft of government property, and other charges. Are they crazy? Uh, oh my God. Federal charges. Y'all are crazy. Okay. Y'all going to jail just by stealing dimes. Stealing but, dimes. Stealing dimes. Man, but they had that thing figured out, huh? They threw them in a coin machine and get the money. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And look, there they were go. washing the money. They had to launder the dimes, right? right yeah, Paul? they were laundering those <laughs> coins. So they, you they said they were, it. they got it, they got the coins, the the dimes in Philadelphia, and then they laundered them. Mm-hmm. Some of them in Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, also different uh, Philadelphia banks as well. So. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you imagine coming to a bank with all these dimes? Now you need, um, they want you to put it in the wrappers, and then you have to have an account there. You know, they're very strict about that, so I don't know how they oh, did yeah. that. That's true. That's mm-hmm. why the coin machines would have made the most sense. Sometimes when they you, did that. Right? Sometimes mm-hmm. when you, I don't know if it's like that still, but when you turn in the wrappers, you got to write your account mm-hmm. number, your number on the wrapper. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to write it on the wrapper, yep. Because they don't take loose sure? coins anymore. They, uh, banks used to have machines, but. They said that you know they, the maintenance was so high, so they took the machines out. You know, as far as yeah, and not to mention so how can, loud they are. Yeah, but now you can go into like Safeway or Giant or somewhere, and they have a coin machine, um, and you can do it like that. You can get the money from that. Yeah, but then you got to pay that interest or that little fee or whatever it is. Not interest, but no, you, you got to pay a fee. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you go to Safeway, you don't. I don't know. I don't know about any other stores, but safe where you don't. Mm-mm. Really? Okay, because everywhere else where they have them, like the Coin Star mm-hmm. machines and Walmart, mm-hmm. and the ones mm-hmm. in the Wegmans and well, that, uh, where's the other that's one? Just Walmart uh, and Wegmans being greedy. They yeah, being shoppers, greedy. Walmart, Wegmans, all of them have a fee. You put your yep. coins in there, they're gonna get a percentage. Mm-hmm. But okay, we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, let's see. I'll see. Am I up? Yeah, I got the next one. Okay, this one is a um, Florida man cited for a booty patrol truck. This was mm-hmm. a Florida man. <laughs> a Florida man was cited this week for driving a truck that was painted similar to the look of the border patrol vehicles, but his truck said booty patrol, not border patrol, on the back of it. 
according to authorities. The driver got pulled over this past Sunday and cited under a law that deals with prohibited vehicle lights that resemble those of law enforcement or other officials, uh, the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office said on Tuesday. On Monday, the Sheriff's Office posted photos of the truck on social media to raise awareness about people impersonating authorities. So the photos of the white truck showed that it had booty patrol on the back and on the side panels with a diagonal green stripe down the side of the cab. The truck had red and blue lights, and it had been seen in several counties, uh, according to the sheriff. The comments underneath of the sheriff's office Facebook page indicated that the truck is a show vehicle and that the lights, the red and blue lights, were only used in the filming of a music video. And they were not used, the lights, that is, not used on any public roads. So this guy was not actually driving around patrolling booty. This truck was, it said booty patrol, but it was for a music video. But it was cited, or seen, rather, in multiple counties. People were taking video of it going, like, I thought it said Border Patrol because it looks like Border Patrol deliberately, but it actually said Booty Patrol. So the driver was not identified in the statement that was posted on social media, but he has been cited about impersonating an official, you know, government or whatever truck. So I'm sure he thought it was a real Mm -hmm. cute idea. When they thought of it. And he would have gotten away with it if he wasn't driving all over the place <laughs> where people could see him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's, that's my story. Uh, Papa Didi, mm-hmm. coming to you next. What's your weirdness? Well, I've got a story about uh, this lady claims she was traumatized. Uh uh. What'd they do to her? Kind of what she did with herself to herself. Uh uh-uh. uh. Her name was Gigi, Gigi Chapman. Said she was having fun with her friend when uh, they decided to introduce a, a three inch metal sex toy that she brought on the internet into their fun. Okay? So things soon went the wrong way for the 34 year old. After she had felt that the uh, adult toy going a little further than she planned. At first she thought her friend had uh, taken it out after the discomfort went away, but realized that her body sucked it up. Oh, Lord. So, anyway, she initially tried to get it out, spent like 40 minutes in squatting positions in a warm bathtub thing was going to shoot out like a submarine torpedo or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't happen, so she had to end up going to the hospital. And um, the surgeon, well, different people tried to do different things, and uh, it wasn't working. So eventually she went to the hospital, and the uh, I guess the butt surgeon or the anal anal boss, whatever the hell his title was, <laughs> he, he got it out with a bunch of uh, lubricants that he just lubed the hell out of it. 
and let it slide out. I'm sure he had to put some devices in there and some, you know. Oh my gosh! This is, I guess, this is an operation you had to lay on your stomach on your side and just, you know, throw your pride and your uh, your self-respect, your, your self-respect, dignity, dignity to the fucking wind. You know, you came in with a butt plug. Don't expect to go out with a, with a fucking uh, a merit badge on you like a damn Girl Scout, you know. That's a hot mess. Anyway, they got it out with uh, using Vaseline brand Vaseline instead of some dollar store crap. Mm. And, uh, you know, she's good. So she's okay now? Yeah, I guess, allegedly. I bet she won't try that again. Hmm. Ooh, the things people do. Okay, alrighty. That must be really embarrassing when you do something like that at home and end up in the emergency room because now you can't get it back. Oh my my my. Okay. Yeah. That's people for you. Alrighty. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with, I'm just saying, with me, Red Wine, on the Pajama Party Show. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the Pajama Party is on right now, right here, on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. To get in on the conversation, or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on till 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. Hi, right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Bonsoir, darling. All right, everyone. Your turn. Take away what I'm just saying. Okay. Merci. Tonight, I'm just saying, what about the fundamentals? This is about Oregon's Department of Education and what's going on in the state of Oregon. Now, apparently, the Oregon Department of Education no longer feels that the basics of reading, writing, and arithmetic are required to earn a high school diploma. Sure, go figure. Now, they decided to put all of those requirements that you normally would have to achieve on hold, and they're blaming it all on COVID-19 and school closures, etc., but I'm just saying, what does that have to do with allowing these kids to get away with being mediocre and still giving them diplomas that technically they didn't even earn? What about the fundamentals? Now, originally, 
the Oregon Department of Education put the standard learning requirements on hold through the end of the 23-24 school year. But then they decided in their infinite wisdom to extend this foolishness through the end of the 2027 school year. Now they say this is to address the learning deficit, but I feel like you're just adding to the learning deficit, as they put it. Now we know that standardized tests can be racially insensitive and racially biased, but this method that they're using of lowering the standards of education is not the answer. And then they're out here celebrating that now they got record-breaking high school graduation numbers and percentages. They say their high school percent, uh, high school graduation percentages is now over 81%. Well, duh, because you're graduating people like for no reason. You're graduating people like virtually for having a pulse. So how are you celebrating that now your percentages of high school graduates has gone up? If you lower the standards, of course it's easier for people to graduate. I don't understand. How are you celebrating this like you've accomplished something? You didn't accomplish anything. You just made it easy for people to graduate and get their diploma whether they have acquired the fundamentals or not. And it turns out that only 43% of the graduates were proficient in English and less than 31% were proficient in math. But y'all out here celebrating your 81% graduation break? Give me a break. That's exactly why this country, the United States, is struggling to be competitive on a global level, level with other countries. You see countries like, for example, China, Russia, England, they put so so much emphasis on education and skills. It's not so much about college. It's about education and skill set. Whether you go to trade, whether you go to a higher level after, after uh, high school, it's about getting a well-rounded education. But this bull crap they're doing in Oregon, you're doing a disservice not only to the United States but to the children in Oregon. You're making them believe that they're going to be well-prepared and armed with an education and skills that they need to survive, and they're not. You're feeding them a lie. I'm just saying, what about the fundamentals? Basic skills that they need for reading and writing and math, it's important. But it seems like Oregon's Department of Education is more concerned with boosting their graduation percentages. It's a travesty. It really is. This is red wine. I'm just saying, Oregon has sold these kids out to boost their statistics. The parents should have pushed back. But taking the easy road does not always take you where you want to go. But guess what? The fundamentals will. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's jacked up. That was a good one. Yeah, it is. That's just jacked up. Yeah. 
How are you going to just lower this, the, the, the bar and say, ah, you know what, let's just, you know, let's just bring it down and bring it down and let everybody get their high school diploma and move on. Are you kidding? Then when you end up with a bunch of dodos working in different jobs and stuff in Oregon and you wonder, why are the people in these jobs so brain dead? That's why. Because you let them get out of high school with not having the skills and the fundamentals, now these people are working in positions where they should have had the fundamentals they needed. But you let them go ahead and put them out here in the world to serve in different capacities, and they don't have the skills that they need. This is ridiculous. I don't know what's wrong with their Board of Education, but I'm glad my kids didn't grow up in Oregon, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm off of it. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, but I, I felt that way from the beginning about that class of 2020. They were just, they were shanghai They didn't get a graduation and all kind of stuff. I know people, a good friend of mine, I just uh, had the opportunity to see after a lot of years. Um, he uh, came up here from... Uh, from Japan, where he lives now, he came up here for his reunion. And his reunion was in uh, 2020. You know, he was class of, uh, I believe, 1980. It was his 40-year. Uh, and uh, they just doing that 2023. Three years later, after catching up with, with stuff. So just going to show you how much stuff is behind because that high school class of 2020, boys, mm, every time I drove past a high school, I said to myself, boy, these people, they get neglected big time. So Yeah, that's true because the kids were having to do all their stuff online. Yeah, nobody was, nobody was doing used to Doing stuff on Zoom. Nobody was used that. to that. That was brand new to everybody, and it just was yeah, not working. Yeah, it was rough. But I will grant them this much. At least they didn't lower the bar. They just had to find a new way to teach. But when you get to the point when you say, you know what, instead of requiring that you get, say, 100 on something, we're going to drop it down and say, okay, 60 is the required number or 50 is the required number. That's some bull crap. But anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, let's see. You want to take a break and then come back with Living for the City? Yeah, we can do it. All right, let's take a quick break. And then on the other side of the break is Living for the City with Papa Didi. Hi, this is Papa Didi. You haven't heard of the pajama party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine. Living for the city again with me. The Hollywood wrap up the kettle. The cocktail of the week. The world's famous kiss at this. And of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show. And nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306. Or listen at www.apajamaparty.com. And also follow us on Twitter at A Pajama Party.
All right, welcome back to John Party One. Your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for Papa Diddy and Living for the City. What's happening in the city, Papa Diddy? Okay, uh, like I said before, let's talk about that whole pleading guilty thing, you know. You know, people plead guilty for a lot of reasons. Sometimes you plead guilty when your back is really up against the wall. Sometimes you see people that plead guilty that, I ain't going to say they didn't do it. It doesn't always have to be a murder case, you know what I mean? So don't always think when somebody pleading guilty that they throw themselves under the bus when somebody died. This can happen for just about anything out there, you know? Just like the people who just pleaded guilty for that fraud election situation, those lawyers. You know, because everybody's against you at the time. You know, it's a real hot thing. It's a strong case. And you, when you're going to save the government some money or some time, and they're going to take in consideration of that, because everybody's against you at the time. The judge is against you. The jury's against you. You've been in the media and all that jazz. And, and sometimes you plead guilty. It's an embarrassing thing because when they ask, when you go to plead guilty, they got to ask you all that stuff. You know, have you been drinking? Did anybody force it on you? Yada, yada, yada. And then they'll say at the end, well, okay, now you're actually pleading to this particular charge that you did, in fact, do this and that. And you got to say, yes, I did guilty but hopefully when you do plead guilty that there's something of an, an incentive on the other side for you you know especially when you are involved with somebody else in this particular case if you were three other people and you want to get on with your life sometime sometimes you got to plead guilty so you can get on with your life because the one thing you don't want to do is when you go to trial let's say in the year 2020 or what have you you don't want this trial following you around for the rest of your life. Sometimes you got to plead guilty just to put stuff behind you. You know, that's why a lot of people plead guilty because they want to get it over with. They want to get out of the news like that guy with the crypto stuff. Mm. He should have pleaded guilty. Now they found you guilty. You had no case. You're defending yourself. You need a damn haircut. You know, you went there just looking stupid as hell. You know, and people say that when you represent yourself, you got a fool for a client. So, you know, he should just plead guilty and, and worked out a deal with the district attorney and let things die down. But if you go in like he did when it's hot, he tried to strike it when it was hot, and don't sound like he had defense to me because they say it only took him three hours to deliberate or something like that, three, four hours, and it was that was it. He said, this boy lying. <laughs> And then a little girlfriend, she came up there, and she looks like a, oh, my God, this girl looked just so weird. It was crazy. Yeah, she did. She looked it completely weird. Yeah, what I was just doing what he told me to do. And when, you, when everybody's working against you like that, when the judge is against you, the prosecutor's against you, your girlfriend's against you, everybody's against you, it's time to plead guilty. Because you got five people looking at you saying, yeah, we're going to get all of our life. We're going we gonna to throw you under the bus. Because you're, you're becoming insignificant because you're hanging around thinking you're going to... I mean, that's like having this credit score of, of of 500, FICA score, combined score, credit score of 500, and you applying for American Express gold cards. You know what I mean? The shit, that just shit ain't going to happen. And people that go to trial like that and waste the government's money and spend time, they find you guilty. Now you got 18 years instead of getting five years and two years, uh, you know, probation or whatever. I mean, 
listen to what the deal is sometimes, you know? If you ain't got no case and so like I said, sometimes pleading guilty you don't have to always be for murder rap or beating or gun charges. It could be for some simple shit where you look around and everybody in that courtroom is against your ass. The only person you got is yourself, so you might as well say, look, let me plead guilty so I can get the fuck out of here. You know? Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. If you caught, you caught. No, it's just, it all depends on how you want to go forward with your life. You keep lingering around with that case, and it's going to get ugly. You know, especially if you got some witnesses that's trying to throw you under the bus. You know. I mean, like anyway. in, in that guy's case, that, that uh, crypto guy, he got everybody turning state's evidence. Yeah. Oh so at God. that point, you're caught. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't see Once that. Once you're caught, you know, you like a rat in a trap. You might as well just put your hands up and say, all right, you got me. What you want me to do now? Yeah, he looked real stupid. All right. That was unbelievable. Yeah. He had some other issues, I think. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with Kettle. She's got the Hollywood wrap-up with all the juice of the week. Coming up on the other side of the break. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast because we are everywhere. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle. So let's do it. You ready, Papa Didi, for the intro? I don't know. It's Kettle, right? You ready, Kettle? Yes, sir. Are you ready? ready? Yep. Hollywood. Hollywood. Take it away. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, we haven't heard his name in a while, Lorenz Tate. Uh, he prefers revisiting this role over discussing a Love Jones sequel. He wants to um, get into the role. Uh, he played the young Quincy Jones in the project um, some time back. But everybody keeps talking about Love Jones number two. My thing, my thing is some things need to be left alone. I so, agree. You know, people yeah, people want a re- reboot of the classic. This was 1997. Wow. Romance Leave it alone. Love Jones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I say. Just leave it alone. Um, but he's open to it. You know, he's not saying you don't want to, but he's open to it. Um, he's 48 years old. Oh, he still looks good. Damn. <laughs> But uh, like I said, everybody keeps talking about they want to be prized at. Um, I forgot he played in Why Do Fools Fall in Love? And he played in a lot of films. Um, but we just don't see it. I don't see him as much 
um, Naomi Fields. But uh, he's, he's a good actor. He also played in the movie Crash. Remember that? Um, he played alongside his brother, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. He's a good actor. Um, yeah, he is. He just hasn't gotten his props. And he played in um, um, some uh, uh, film with uh, Virginia Hall as well, Girl Strip. So maybe he'll be he'll be reprised in Girl Strip 2 as well. So who is that script is written. Um, Bohemian uh, Rhapsody, the screenwriter settles profits lawsuit over alleged bait and switch. Um, we got Anthony um, McCartan, who has a 5% um, stake in the movie. He was supposed to get 5% of the total sales on this particular movie. Now, this movie grows $900 million at the box office. It's crazy. Um, so they said on October 31st, he moved to dismiss the lawsuit against the producer, UK Films. Um, the terms of the agreement weren't disclosed. Uh, the two-time uh, Academy Award winner nominee received the sole screenplay by credits on the movie. Under his deal with UK Films, he's entitled to um, an amount equal to 5% of 100% of net proceeds which was defined as the company's standard definition according to the complaint filed in the L.A. court. This was in 2021, so they're still going through it. Um, but McCartan, that's the screenwriter, alleged he hasn't gotten any profits with um, accounting statements issued by Fox's 20th Century Studios showing a $51 million deficit for the film. Hmm, interesting. That's crazy. He took issue with the... Um, Compensation of net proceeds under Fox's standard definition rather than GK films. As a result, distribution fees, which are typically deducted, ate away at his share. So, so wait, this, this is like a Bohemian. Bait. Is this Bohemian Rhapsody? Rhapsody that was written by Queen? Yeah. The song? Uh, That's what we're yeah, talking about? Yeah. The movie? You're right. Based yeah, right. Not okay. the song, but the, the movie itself. He was a screenwriter. Okay. Um, in this particular film, and he hasn't got anything he said from it. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it, it sounds so many hands are in the pot that it seems like it's, it's a bait and switch. I mean, come on now. You're going to get the credit on the film, but you haven't got paid yet. That's not fair. And that film was done back in what? 2016, I think? Yeah, it was a while back. back in, yeah, yeah, back in 2016, um, around that time, 2016, 17. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. I mean, just write write the man a check and get on down the road with it. That's what I say. Just write him a check. Um, also, Matthew Perry, um, he could be honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I said I was going to talk about him later. Um, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce organization in charge of the installation of the famous plaques and the sidewalks, um, they added that they haven't yet heard from his family members about um, doing it. Now, um, everybody knows he died on October 28th after apparent drowning. We talked about that earlier. But um, he was uh, given the opportunity to have a star back in 2013 
and the ceremony never transpired. So in 2018, um, the award expired. So I guess they give you five years, I guess, to do the ceremony and everything, but it never, um, um, you know, never happened. So I guess now in the light of his death, I guess they're rushing to try to do it, but, you know, I guess it's up to the family now who they want to say, you know, but they want to do it. Okay. Yeah. My sentiments, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, also, um, Jason Weaver teams up with South Carolina State to host exclusive master class. This is a three-day master class focuses on building a lasting career in film and TV. Um, he's um, best known for his roles in Smart Guy, Thea, Brewster's Place, and now he, um, the Chai as well. Um, it says from dream to screen, SCSU Industry Insider Masterclass with Jason Weaver. Uh, like I said, it's a three-day workshop. Hmm, interesting. He also he's known for his um, role as the young Simba in Lion King as well. Smart guy too. Um, his career started back late in the 80s. Um, now he's on the chai. Also, I didn't know it's selling expensive music, contributing vocals to hits like. Chaka Khan's Love You All My Lifetime. He's currently yeah. in the series in the Showtime original The Chai. Hmm, interesting. So, that's pretty cool. Nice. Kudos to him. Okay. Okay. All I right. remember him from Smart Guy, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. Seems like he's been in some other roles, but, you know, I, I guess not. Um, yeah. Like I said, I never did get into The Chai, but, uh, yeah, he did that in 2018. So, um, okay. that's my Hollywood wrap up. Unless you guys have something else, that's my Hollywood wrap up tonight. Okay, uh, I did have one other one for you. Um, I'm trying to find their name. TJ, what are their names? Those two anchors that they that got fired. TJ. Oh, okay. The- yeah, T.J. Holmes. Uh, yeah, they yeah. started the podcast. Right. T.J. Holmes and uh, what is her name? Amy Robach. Yeah. Amy yeah. Robach yeah. and T.J. Holmes signed a deal with iHeartMedia mm-hmm. to co-host a new podca- a podcast called Amy and T.J. Mm-hmm. It's going to premiere on <laughs> December 5th on iHeartRadio. Mm, Lord. <laughs> I said, all righty then. <laughs> I'm uh, they, they doing their thing. I saw the advertisement on there. Uh-huh. That's good. I mean, why, why, are you, mm-hmm. why did you even fire them anyway? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Because some old newsy yeah. ass been following them around and reported and saying, oh, they got a relationship. So what? You think other people on the network they got relationships with somebody? Shit. Give me mm-hmm. a break. Yeah. yeah. But I guess girl. the big deal was they both were married, I guess. So that was the big deal. Oh, uh, uh, well, whatever. What about the woman on they CNN? Won. The little short blind woman. What is her name? Uh, I forget her name. I forget. <laughs> Dana. Is it Dana? Yeah, Dana. Uh, Dana Bash or Bob, Dana Bash. something like yep, that. You got it. Mm-hmm. She was married to three different guys on that, on that network. Is it three of them? Three. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Three. Okay. And she's they still all in the politics area. Well, I guess they figure oh, as long as you married them, then they're not going to 
gonna act a yeah, fool. Yeah, but she's looking at three different jobs. Yeah. A bit on. True. Damn. All right. They all still work here. All right. Well, let's move on down to the um, to the kiss it list. All right, Papa Didi, what is the world famous kiss it list? That's a list compiled of people that uh, made a damn fool themselves and uh, just trying to help them out. All right. Well, I want to start it off with that lady uh, Gigi Chapman that got the butt plug butt plugs stuck. And ended up having to go to the hospital and all. I'm like, girl, you probably should have read the instructions before you started messing with that. Because you clearly didn't know what y'all were doing. So, I'm putting Gigi Chapman on the kiss it list. Uh, Who else do we have? You got your girl Green. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green. She got into it with with a Republican guy over some stuff because she was trying to get somebody to be censored because of something he said and they said what you've done worse crap than her and <laughs> you know so she's still making a fool of herself every day of the week oh of course she is and your boy of course from New York the congressman yeah George Santos yes your boy he's yeah. a sick dude man. yeah you gotta get he's a sick dude Let's see, who else we got? We got to get Trump, of course. Right, Trump's I got been the trying four to dime get robbers. Them. Who was that? Four dime robbers. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the dime the, uh, robbers. The dime thieves. Uh-huh. Put them on the kissing list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Trump has been trying to get the, the judge to remove the gag order and all of that. I'm like, well, you just can't keep your mouth shut. Shut up. They mm-hmm. told you to shut up, so shut up. Mm-hmm. All right, who else we got, Papa D? Looks like you got a bunk of Trump here for trying to hold off testifying against her father, claiming it was a school day. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I got kids. I got kids. I got kids. Yeah, my my kids got to go to school. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Girl, please. Your boy George Santos, of course. Yeah. And uh, Amy Schumer implying that Martin Luther King Jr. would have supported Israel actions in the Gaza Strip. Why would she even open her mouth about that? First of all. How are you going to put Dr. King in some stuff? Yeah, like, first what? of all, how old are you? Okay. You ain't got a clue. These are people talking about Dr. King and she born back in 1980. I mean, what was she even thinking to open her mouth and say some stuff like All that? Right. Well, at least, at least talk about some American heroes that that you have witnessed in your lifetime. You know what I mean? You can't be talking about. And she's white as snow. Got nerve. Yeah, that was black, crazy. Put a black man. They gonna say Dr. King would have been like you don't know that. All right. Who else you got? Brett Favre. What has he done now? His failed lawsuit against Shannon Sharp regarding Shannon calling him out about that welfare fraud scam on the TV show. Oh, yeah. I did read about that. Brett Favre was all in his feelings because Shannon Sharp, mm-hmm. you know, said some stuff about, you know, what kind of low-down person would take money from the needy and do this and that, you know. 
and Brett mm. Favre didn't appreciate it and filed a lawsuit. Mm. Yeah, Brett Favre needed to but go sit know, down. Well, when they go on those shows, there's certain things that, you know, they talk to their publicists first that they're not going to talk about. So, I don't oh, know. well. Mm. Well, from what I understand, the lawsuit didn't go anywhere. No, it didn't. So. <laughs> then you got Skip Bayless. This man, he got into a big thing with Shannon Sharp on the show Undisputed. So he ended up getting rid of him. He's on ESPN now on Mondays and Tuesdays with Stephen A. Smith on his show, uh, First Take. But, you know, and Sharp don't need that. But Skip Baylor, he done picked up three other black guys, sports guys, and they got what's name on there singing the song when it comes on. Uh, Lil Wayne does that song, Undisputed, that he wrote that starts to show off. And he got rid of Shannon Sharp, picked up three more black people, now, I'm watching this Skip Bayless. This white man is always surrounded by Negroes when it comes to putting this show. It's his show, but he always brings black men on there to talk about. Then he get pissed when black people have an opinion and want to get rid of them. Oh, well. Like, what, the, what the hell do you think, you know? Well, you so, thought they were going to sit there in silence. Yeah, they think that his show, that they're going to play second fiddle to him. He's special. <laughs> All right. Who else you got? I got all the little white chicks on these different sports shows. Whenever you see a sports show or a basketball show or anywhere, you always got, you know, the guys that are that are ex-players and all doing the talking. And there's always a little skinny white girl who's a mediator at the end of the table. Mm. And and she's sitting there like, and I'm like, what? why are you there? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, you don't really have the knowledge of the ex-football players, so... Are you there to let people know when a commercial's coming on or something, or you know? I mean, you can get one one ex football player to do that, and then if somebody say something to her, she wear a sexy outfit. And as soon as one of the guys comment on it, now they're getting thrown under the bus, and they on the, you know, the the Me Too movement and fucking swallow them up. Well, so you know, we're gonna do anyway. That's a horse of another color. No, it's not. <clears throat> yeah, it is. What else you got? Anyway, uh, Sam Bankman for uh, stealing and uh, misusing government funds. He was. Uh, oh, that's crypto boy. Yeah, your boy. Yeah, he's on the kiss it list from now and forever. I hope he does do, you know, get that whole 110 years. Because what he did was really foul. Really foul. Okay. Who else? Uh, Sacramento cop. Sacramento California cop that uh, pulled over a pregnant woman, a third grade, her third grade son, and he pulled his, pulled his gun on him in a case of mistaken identity while looking for a teen wanted for two felonies. The mother now wants the police to now pay for her son's therapy as a result of him being traumatized by them. So. Yeah, they need to pay for that. How are you going to stop a, a woman with a third grader talking about, oh, I thought that was the teenager we were looking for? Really? And you pulled a gun on him? That boy is all traumatized and messed up in his head. Yeah. That ain't right. And I got this last one. Uh, United Airlines discriminated against two flight attendants of color with over 16 years' experience, alleging that because the L.A. Dodgers had chartered their flight, they just wanted thin white women with blue eyes. Say what? 
Say wait, man. Say People what? Crazy. People <laughs> are crazy. People are crazy. They were too thick for them. They were too black. Is that what it was? I guess so. They were too old and too black. They oh, wanted thin, no. young, white, blue-eyed women to be the flight. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Okay. Crazy. I've heard it all. Yeah, I've heard more than enough. All right. We have a special gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It list. We're going to put a bow on it and deliver it to them. And here's my entire Hi, right, welcome back to John Party Money Hills Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're down to the last word. Woo, what's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is uh, I just think people need to speak more on people that's walking around here as functional junkies up there in Hollywood. And when they end up, like I said, driving the BMW down Hollywood and Vine. 80 miles an hour running into a wall saying, oh, I guess we found nothing in the toxicology report. She was just having a bad day. She was a good actor. You know, come on. Mm. Well, my last word is never lower your standards because it's an option to take the easy route. It It's not a good idea. If If the if it's necessary to do what you got to do to keep the fundamentals, get the fundamentals. Don't lower the bar. Raise the requirements. If you make it easier for people to accomplish something, then they will not try harder to accomplish it. You're making it too easy. You know, I'm not saying make it difficult, but don't drop the bar and make it so easy that you could be almost brain dead and accomplish something. You haven't accomplished anything. You know, I'm thinking about that those folk in Oregon. Why would you remove the standards for getting your high school diploma and make it so easy that if you're just there with good attendance, you can get your diploma? That's not right. Don't lower your standards. Make people rise to the occasion. And that's my last word. What's your last word, Kim? <laughs> I think you guys have said it all for me. I might be quiet tonight. I don't think I have the last word. It's just, uh, I don't know. I'm just so puzzled about this world. Um, I just recently had a conversation with someone, and it was just, uh, I just felt like I was, that this world that we're in the matrix. What you think you think is real is not. And it just blows my mind. So it's like, okay, 
where are we really living? Are we living in the matrix or, or where are we living? So, um, just telling people, open your eyes up, you know, what's going on? You know, you may not be a politics type of person, but you need to start listening to what's going on in this world as far as politics and everyday living, you know, all this uh, killing and all these crazy things going on. There's something going on other than what y'all think it is. So that's just my thing. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, you you got a real valid point there because there are some people that don't know. I'll say stuff to, to about people that they haven't even heard nothing about them. I'm like, well, how the hell are you not following? You know, I mean, you ain't got to follow it tooth mm-hmm. and nail. But some people Come ain't on. got a damn clue. Yeah, how can you be oblivious? Yeah, oh, things mm-hmm. that are that we see like night and day. Yeah, you can say, yeah, when we think about mm-hmm. that war over there in Israel, what, 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 something, what, what's something mm-hmm. going on over there? <laughs> like, exactly. what, what, what the hell are you running for a rug or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you yeah. got their head in the sand. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It really is scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Food for thought. All right. Well, we're going to get on out of here. And uh, thank you to everybody that hung out with us tonight online, on the phones, and uh, downloading and all of that. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, we appreciate it. You can check us out online. You can check us out wherever you get your podcast, And we'll do it again next Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern. Uh, and that's it. Say good night, Papa D. That's all. That's all, folks. Say good night, cattle. <laughs> good night. And good night. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Peace. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.